What's up, everybody? JD here, welcoming you to another uh, Wasted Attention episode. This is our weekly check-in, me and Animal did. He gave me a, a phone call, and uh, we talked about The Dirt, the Motley Crue movie uh, on Netflix. We get into some static acts and um, some uh, Machine Head news, 25th anniversary of Burn My Eyes, and uh, started discussing some old-school classic rock shit. So some stuff I've been jamming, talk a bit about that. But uh, since we did uh, did this on Animal's phone, um, I'm not real happy with the quality. His side's fine. For some reason, my quality sounds like shit. And I know what you're thinking. Well, your voice sucks all the time. It's Don't blame it on the phone. Well, you're right, but it sounds even shittier than normal. And I, I'm going to blame myself on this one. So... I, I think <laughs> I think uh, it's because I was being lazy and I was using my wireless headset. I thought I was cool, and uh, it turns out the quality's shitty. So if you end up not liking this or listening to this, um, I get it. If you think this sucks, well, I think it sucks too. But uh, we had a fun conversation and uh, talked for an hour, so I'm going to fucking put it out there and let the cards fall where they may. So hopefully you stick around. If not, See you in a couple days. We got some episodes on the way, so fret not, my friends. Till then, enjoy what you can out of this episode. What's up, everybody? This is Animal from Wasted Attention, and tonight there's a very, very good chance we might talk about pubic hair, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I am on the line with the one and only JD. How are you doing, man? Hey, Animal. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. It's really good to hear your voice, you know? I'm good. Busted out my uh, wireless headphones. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for oh, a good conversation. Listen to that c- c- crystal c- clear quality. <laughs> <laughs> so you can expect some wasted attention. Nothing less. No, no, not nonetheless. Oh, nonetheless. So, my man, you know, we like to do this every uh, week. I know last week I ditched out on you because things are just a little bit crazy, but. We're going to kind of check in and kind of hold everybody over till next podcast because, you know, everybody is just waiting for the next podcast because you're so popular. Yeah, by the way, I have been I'm slowly putting those uh, old episodes up on SoundCloud. I'm trying to do one per day until we catch back up. This will this will go up as soon as we get this shit squared away, sir. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I saw that uh, you've been busy with that. And uh, so it's going to automatically upload for everybody when we upload it on our other uh Socials, or how does that work? Like when we get back and think? Yeah, like like Chris, I, I almost said Chris Kattan, but he was never in NSYNC. <laughs> it was Chris Kirkpatrick. He should have been. No, well, then, it's like its own thing, so I could probably set up. Once, or, once we get rolling here, it's just one more thing I'll have to run it through. Nice. I'll have to upload it to SoundCloud, I'll have to upload it to... YouTube, I have to upload it to Anchor, which uploads it to everything else. So it's spread like herpes, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we're actually working. <laughs> oh, you. You just have that perfect way of explaining things, you know? You know, like, just to paint the picture here, I'm kind of sit back in, in my little rocking chair. It's not even a rocking chair. It's a chair we sit on for the podcast. And okay. I got my one leg, one leg on the table, and I got my one leg on the floor, and I'm just kicking back like I'm a businessman. You know what I mean? It's really yeah, comfortable being like Yeah, that. it's a power move. It's a total power move. I'm pretty sure you have, like, a, a bottle of old scotch sitting somewhere near you. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to light up my Rick and Morty lava lamp and light a fucking candle and 
<laughs> no, you that's can't do that. Easy, it's going to take three hours for that thing to get rolling. I sort of hate it. Oh, I know. I should, have, I should have had it started like when, we first, uh, when, I, when I first started watching The Dirt, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> there you go. That's true. You know, I'll tell you, I remember as a kid, my mom was so afraid that those things would start fires. She made me put my lava lamps on little mini dishes. <laughs> hey, can't be too careful. Your mom is a registered nurse or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you put too much goddamn lacquer on that thing anyway. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, take your picture. Um, yeah, I'm standing in front of my oven because my oven just preheated. I'm gonna be cooking my dinner here for 24 minutes exactly. It's a, a Red Baron Supreme French bread pizza. I'm very excited about it. I do enjoy the Red Barons, man. You know, there's something about them that they just have that competitive edge to the other home <laughs> pizza. You know, I don't know what it is. It's definitely a step above Jack's, and okay. then it's. I guess it really comes down to personal preference between Red Baron and Tombstone. Ooh, Tombstone is really good though too. Yeah, it's one of them. It's that mid-tier fucking yeah. cook at home pizza. You know what I mean? Between yeah, exactly. Red Baron. I'm, I'm then your upper echelons. Is, yeah, exactly. Because that's your upper echelon. You got the DiGiorno, and uh, I would I would put home running up there too. Oh, I haven't even tried fucking. I haven't even tried the Reams or the Col- Colleen's or whatever the fuck the other one is. Oh yeah, I have not tried that. No, I'm not, you know, I just don't really want to be spending like seven, eight bucks on a pizza because when you're in that point, like, then why the hell not just go to Domino's or Papa John's or Pizza Hut or whatever? Technically, some of those uh, Domino's are probably cheaper than some of those upper freezer fucking pizzas. Yeah, and you know, Domino's, man, they've completely rebranded, and uh, I just, I tend to, I tend to like them. They get shit on a lot, but I think they're really good. You know, I haven't had them in 20 years. So I 20 years? Probably yeah, I'd say it's probably the 90s. I remember watching uh, WD Wright with a Domino's pizza. WD Wright? So that should probably put like a, a time frame on everything for you. You know, the Brendan Fraser one? Yeah, I remember that. The actual brewery? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought I had a Domino's pizza. <laughs> that really ages us. Domino's in 3D is a fucking uh, time, man. Mm. Yeah, that really ages us, man. But, you know, whatever. Pizza is pizza. Pizza is delicious. That's right. So, yeah, what I, we were uh, wanting to really get into this is we wanted to uh, kind of talk about the dirt, man. I made you watch that today. Yeah, I was going to get to it eventually. I just didn't, wasn't planning on it being today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, you told me I should. Uh, so, start, yeah, yeah go ahead, man. What do you think? You know, honest to God, man, I've never got, in, got like into crew at all. I obviously have known all the radio hits. Yeah, like you respect them for what they were. But this uh, movie really painted a picture and kind of made these characters lovable, man, you know? Did it, though? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> all right, well, well, okay. I feel like it was a lifetime movie of the Motley Crue story. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I know most of the stuff from the behind the music. Um, right. I never read the book, because I don't do that, because mm-hmm. I got better things to do with my time. And I don't know, man. It, it, it's I think it's probably as much as you could do within like a a ninety minute to two hour fucking two hour movie. But I don't know. I, I feel like they're car- caricatures of who the fucking people might actually be. I don't know. Yeah, you know they're you know, overall it's enjoyable. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not terrible, but 
know. Is it Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't know. Never saw that movie. (laughs) Neither did I. Everybody, like, when you tell them (laughs) that, they get very offended that you haven't seen that movie. Well, it's okay, because we'll have to add that to the list, and then we'll have to watch uh, the Elton John one that comes out whenever the fuck they make that next. And uh, (laughs) who else is going to be nice? Who knows? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe uh, the Chris (laughs) M story. (laughs) Should we uh, add some kind of monster thing? No, not some kind of monster. What's the other one? Uh, uh, whatever it doesn't matter. You know yeah. it is. Yeah, knows you, it is. None of this matters. None of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really, uh, I, I think my favorite uh, character out of that movie was Mick Mick Mars. Man, I, I really dug him. I think I identified with him a lot. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, <laughs> he, he's kind of like the straight, the straight shooter. You know, no bullshit. I don't know how much I knew he was older. I didn't know how much older he was. Compared to, I still don't know. Ten, ten years older than them. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, yeah. So because you know, I I didn't know he had that his disease. Neither did I. Since he's been in Motley Crue, so maybe that's probably something I learned today. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I had no idea. It makes total sense though that when you watch him play live and stuff, how he's always like, like. I don't want to say like crumbling over, but he's always looked like he plays very low, and that would make sense if he's had this debilitating back pain his entire life. Yeah. I don't you know, know, like, uh, as far as characters go, you know, I think, um, man, Tommy was the one, like, he's the dumb, fun one. And I, mm-hmm. is that, do you find that to be true from what you know of Tommy Lee? Do you, think? Uh, you know, I, I honestly don't know much about him other than the fact that anytime I've seen an interview with him, He's been very, just very happy, very just happy-go-lucky. Um, I know he had that reality show for a while, which I never really watched, and I obviously know the negative portrayal of him in the media of not making, like, really the best decisions, you know what I mean? But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he just, I don't know, he seems like uh, like he would have been really fun back in the day like that. You know what I mean? Just uh, yeah. ready to go, man. Yeah, it's hard to say because I feel like they took some liberties and they, they kind of just didn't film like, ah, uh, you know, there's a scene where the, the manager first comes in and like, mm-hmm. he shows him kicking some dude's ass. I'm like, uh, this didn't happen, but you know, right. it's like a cool story. So I really don't know, like when you do shit like that, I don't know if it's fun enough and crazy enough to where you can kind of tell the difference. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness in it, but it's, yeah, like I said, overall it's enjoyable, but. Yeah. You know, it was it was something that you had to see because how often are you seeing movies about uh like the rock era of, of musicians? And I know okay, you know, they made Bohemian Rhapsody, I get that. But Queen wasn't that heavier side. And Motley Crue is it's very like it really, really, really made me think about them a lot, like listening to them during the movie and everything and mm-hmm. I ended up just you know me. I, I just dove completely in after that and kind of listening and, and, and trying to hear like stuff that I haven't heard before and really do their music. There was a lot of really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, we, I, I never got too much into molecule music wise, but you know, like you, you kind of give me a lot of experience of things, being in the bands, trying to do our own shit. Yeah. Even though I don't like the music per se, it doesn't do anything for me. It definitely has a tone in its own um, sense of identity, I guess, like a tone and a, a style that's right. their own, would you say? No, I agree. I completely agree. You know, it, that whole 
scene just from what you we've heard and stuff, obviously, because we weren't a part of that, but like on the Sunset Strip and all that, with the whole glam metal thing, like it seems like they kind of had their heavy metal version twist of, of their own. Not in any way am I saying that they were heavy metal by any means, but they brought some bit of darkness compared to that otherwise very happy-go-lucky scene, you know? Yeah. I don't know. For as glammy as it works, you don't kind of want to do the Satanist thing or like mm-hmm. you know, the upside-down pentagram and shit like that. You know, it's, yeah. it's not something I really thought of. Like, obviously, they had the song Shot the Devil, and there are some cool, like, sludgy kind of riffs here and there. Wise mm-hmm. is not a bad riff, and obviously Shot the Devil, but, you know, at some point, <laughs> I don't know, the image and the, what, the whole Satanist thing kind of just went two separate ways, I think. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Who just seem to be older guys dressing like that too nowadays? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It, it was it was weird. And it's funny that you mentioned I wanted to touch base on that uh that live wire thing because I swear to like God, man, like when I was watching the movie I thought to myself, Man, that's a riff that Jake would really dig and I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, like, it's, it's a it's a good it's a good hard rock song, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> like um, when I first started, and I uh, sent you that message. It was kind of funny because there's that one dude that's trying, like, playing with them. He couldn't fucking. It's the easiest fucking riff you could think of, and they mm-hmm. fucking talk about it like it's uh, like this new thing no one's ever done or heard of. <laughs> really? See now, now you can comment on that better than I could. No, because it says dance. What the fuck is so hard? I mean, this is four years after the first Van Halen. I mean, right. what the fuck is going on here? I mean, he didn't ask anybody to play fucking eruption. Right, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bass player wrote the fucking the song. He, the, this guy can't play it? Right. Jesus. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, that is true. They made it seem like Livewire was like their, their I hate to even say, like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I mean? Like they're the big one. And I even saw on the set yeah. list from that first song or that first show that they had, they saved that for last because they knew that was the big one, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had another point. I, let me see. I don't know. It, it was just kind of funny to me, man. Like it, it just kind of blowing smoke up their own ass a little bit. That's eh, to be expected. It's a movie, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, some of it's going to be dramatized and everything. I really was hoping that they would not have to touch on that whole Vince Neil accident slash his daughter thing because those were just so dark, man. Well, here's the weird thing about the movie. Like, uh, how how long ago was that book written? Was it in the early part of the 2000s? I yeah, it definitely. It was after the new millennium. But it was like really. I guess I remember I was in high school when it came out. Yeah, it hasn't come out in like the last couple of years. So Mm-mm. you know, it, it's weird because it really takes like a. The whole movie takes place over what fifteen years because mm-hmm. like, mid nineties it's out. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so it, it's weird to have just this little amount of time and like it's been longer since that time period to now. Supposedly right. <laughs> since the whole time they were together. So right. Hey, what have you guys done since you came back? You're not going to touch on any of that. Like, right. You guys exactly. Born? Was it successful or whatever? Mm-hmm. The Saints was it Saints of LA or whatever the fuck that yep. was? Sure was. I'm and then that out today. John, the John Crowley years, they, they spent like three years, like three minutes with it. It's like, oh, nobody likes this. <laughs> right, <Go> right. Keith <laughs> David Slant's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want Vince. And then it's like, um, ah, it's like the timing. Like I said, if you're going to dive into like each person's life 
I feel like the, it's just quick cuts of everything. It's not enough to make you really truly care or feel like they're like personable or like this is who Tommy Lee really is or who Vince Neil really is. Right. Yeah. I, I just think it's a problem with like a, a movie format, you know? Well, exactly. It felt very put together. I think that like very put together, like quickly, I feel like they could have made that into like a, like its own show with like 12 separate episodes of like an hour and 10 minutes. Like you said, dive into yeah, each right. one. This shit would make more sense with a, a, a documentary. Like, right. Just on YouTube, something going in depth. I, I, I'd rather see the actual live footage and like the actual um, photos and shit like that, which is what I was hoping they'd put in the movies. Like, Me too. Me you know, too. They, they saved they it for the credits. Here right. And there, so. Yeah, I was excited about that. And, uh, I, you know, like leading up to that last show, you know what I mean? That that footage has been everywhere of them. And for them to not actually include that or even even if it wasn't really them with the actual real live footage, man, I thought that they were going to show something like that. Like it just was like, oh, okay, so we're here now. Okay, so Vince is out. Oh, okay, so now he's back. <laughs> and <laughs> then well, it's not for this fucking, like after they, they kind of came back and it, like Tommy Lee left again. At right, some point, was, um I, I remember seeing a show with me and my dad went, I'm not sure we saw the Scorpions, and there's probably a couple other bands there, maybe Dio. And okay. uh, I want to say Motley Crue closed the show, and Tommy Lee wasn't there. So this yeah. was in sometime in mid-2000s, somewhere, maybe? Yeah. So uh, it, just, it just, I don't know, man. I don't know what the goal of this movie was, other than to just go, like, another thing to make money off, like, maybe the book, or just, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't do anything particularly well enough in either direction to kind of satisfy me. I guess. I get you. You know, it was it was interesting. It's cool. it fun. Yeah. yeah, fun. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of breasts in that movie, man. Breasts, lots of coke, lots of drugs. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, what did you think about the actor who portrayed Ozzy? It wasn't bad. I thought it was Bruce Dickinson for a second. I was like, is that fucking Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. I don't know. I, no, I think, uh... Yeah, because, you know, like that scene in particular, because everybody's heard the fucking story. Like, that's right. one of the main things that you ever seen on behind the music. Like, Ozzy pushing fucking Tommy out of the way and wiped up his own fucking pits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. It just it felt weird. I knew what was coming and what was happening, and right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, like you said, it's always been the story you've heard, and you, you knew it was coming. As soon as I saw they were, like, at that hotel, all hanging out there, I was like, okay, that's going to happen eventually, you know? Cool. It was cool that they did uh, put Ozzy in there even for a second, you know what I mean? So exactly. I was, I was surprised. And that was, that's the part I laughed at the most, so. <laughs> that's funny. And it, it even, like, I think it looked, it, they really tried to make him look how he did back in the 80s with the hair, and I, I thought it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. It's uh, it's so funny that you said that about that Livewire song, because now I want to, like, listen to it again tonight. Because I just want to, yeah, like. That's a bad jam. Yeah, but I want to hear like how you're saying like it's like this. You're you're basically just going off of two different chords, right? Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I think he's hitting like the A string, mm-hmm. chugging on that, and then it's just like five five on like your D and G strings. Yeah, and then somewhere around there. So so really, so really, we were all supposed to get hard for a very fancy hammer on. Bring like. And that that was 
Yeah, I just fucking lost it again. I had a, a point about that. The ah. shit. Oh, well. I, I, you know, I told you last week that for someone uh, who is seemingly very, very uh, healthy and young in his mind, you, you really are a stoner sometimes. You get to that point, and then you just... It's getting worse, my friend. <laughs> I am getting worse. Like, he was literally right there, and then I said one other thing, and I lost it. <laughs> what day is it? And that first jam, too, it's just like um, that girl is sitting there like... Yeah, this is too heavy for you. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they just tune down the whole step, and they're like, it just clicks. You know, and right. like, even if you left it up, like, the song still sounds the fucking same. Maybe you could adjust the vocals here and there, but I think you'd know you were onto something or not. Yeah. It <laughs> oh, was completely, like, fucking dismissive, and all of a sudden, like, you know what? I like what you did there with the tuning. Nice job, <laughs> mate. <laughs> makes, makes so much sense. It's too funny. We know the chick. If there's anything we know about this chick who remained nameless the entire fucking movie, just <laughs> somebody who gave fucking Vince Neil a fucking upper or downer or who the fuck knows what. She knows right. music, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That is too funny. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, they're in this so part like that where I just take her up their ass, you know? But. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because you get all the different, like, you know, viewpoints on the scene. I, I was just thinking, what do these neighbors think, man? They got a full band. <laughs> Upstairs with the windows open, but then again, maybe it's 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 L.A. in the '80s, man. Who cares? Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the things I was touching on because, uh, like I said, even though the music's not really my thing, you know, mm-hmm. it has that tone and that feel. And for anybody that's, if you just listen to the radio all your life, it's easy to just dismiss any fucking thing on the radio that you don't like. But until right. you're out there playing with people, like trying to start bands and seeing what real people. Do you like them? They suck. Like, um, you do see people that can't play that one fucking riff. You do see people that have drums but can't keep the fucking beat. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you can cut in on, like, a, a sound or a tone, or, it is it is fucking magical, and you do feel like it's uh, kind of meant to be. So I think that's yeah. kind of what makes. Oh, it makes sense, man. They seem like such a, a dysfunctional bunch of people that really weren't on – they were just completely four different people. You know what I mean? But they mm-hmm. just, like you said, they clicked, man, you know, and – I don't know, man. It's it seems fun. I, I bet it it must be just so wild for them to look back on this and and be like, wow, we have a movie, you know, that's made about us, and it was like thirty something years ago, and now here we are. You know, it's just wild. Yeah, this movie's twenty years late, but it's it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go in and shit on it more, but it's uh, it's alright. Yeah, it was something. I was like, oh, this will be something good to talk about with JD, you know. Yeah, because uh, while well, we were talking, we've been talking about some like classic rock, at least I have. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been listening about to? It. Yeah, tell me about this now. So, I don't know what it is, man, but I get in this, this phase where I, I just jam some fucking old Scorpions tunes, man. Um, I was doing Bad Company. Mm-hmm. And what else did I say? Some ZZ Top I was jamming on, some Aerosmith, some 70s Aerosmith, good mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and Joe Walsh. Just too, something right? about it, man. Yeah, dude. Like only a couple songs. I'm not well versed in Joe Walsh, but right. I just had this appreciation of it all of a sudden. And I think it's, huh. maybe it's just we're not getting what we need out of us. Most of yeah. the things coming out nowadays. Yeah. So, do you think it's what does it come down to for you? Is it the the song structure? Is it the tone that you're hearing? What is it? The tone's are pretty good, surprisingly. Like. Maybe it's a lot of remastering and shit that's going on nowadays, but you know, I think the identity of identity of a song is there. You know what I mean? Like there's a hook, there's something that immediately draws you into a song or not. 
And yeah. it's like we were talking with uh, the elite and what makes Chimera and all that shit great. Even the light the torch. There's a simple hook, a simple grip. Mm-hmm. There's always a groove, something that's going to make you nod. And you can go and you can do the thrash shit. I mean, even just a whole thrash song is cool every once in a while. But when you can't tell a song apart on an album, that's when you really got some fucking problems. And that's a lot of the shit I think I hear nowadays. Yeah, no, that's true. Not, not to name too many bands or anything, not that I could off the top of my head, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think that's where I fit, and especially vocal wise too. Yeah, you know what I mean? it gets old, man. It gets old. It gets complicated. Um, you know, I know it's not like it's a new band or anything, but I always felt that way with uh, Striving and Lad that that Alien album. I felt like a lot of the songs blended in together for me. Blended in together. Like, yeah. Uh, the difference. Yep. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's the price you pay when you want to be too brutal. I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Vocal-wise with death metal and, yeah, certain genres too, like we were talking carcass, I just, I can't, I'm immediately out just because of the vocals. If the vocals don't have the highs or lows, if you're not doing different types of screens with them, they're automatically born because all you're relying on then is the fucking rhythm. Right. That's <laughs> true. Not, who really gives a shit, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even have to know the words. Yeah, no, that's true, man. I feel like that with Cannibal sometimes. I feel like they're they're really focused on the lows, and you get a couple highs out of Home Screener, but really, I mean, they're still fucking brutal, but their music, I really feel, is good enough to back them up and keep that interest there, for me at least. Yeah. Usually, there's something that can pull you out of it, so usually yeah. it's a riff or something. Yeah, it's got to change and it's got to do stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Um Another band to me that has never clicked, and I know like a million people love them, but is Cattle Decapitation. I'm just not like a huge fan of them. Is that one that we checked out uh, on one of them lists? Is that on the top 30? I think, yeah, it was. You absolutely so it was. Right. So I remember, yeah. digging, uh, I remember digging the riffs, and uh, not bad, but as far as that shit goes, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, I mean, I think I saw them with Cannibal. Uh, yeah, I did. And I was like, wow, this is just like noise. And maybe it was just the sound was all bad, but it was just like one clusterfuck. And there was people there that knew every single song. And I just kind of felt out of place. I, I should probably give them another try. I feel like that's probably the same thing with uh, Dying Peters, too. Yeah. Because oh, the riffs are fucking killer. And then uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think I was probably losing with the vocals. Yeah. It's all um, good, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a, you dig what you dig, but Red, man, if if Fred was on this call, he'd be uh, he'd be really fighting for that. Yeah, because uh, he's immediately who I thought of when uh, when I was going to make this reference, uh, the Dying Peters reference. So it would have been nice to have heard his uh, his, his take and interpretation of the thing. Because he's a guy that gets real brutal or real fucking melodic. So yep, crazy. Yeah, he's really hard to figure out music wise. Where you kind of you kind of know like what, what something one of us is going to like, you know, we all have like our very unique different styles of things that red, he's just very hard to predict, man. Like I, who would have thought that red would have liked MSI? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go figure, right? yeah, absolutely. He's a wild guy, man. Um, but getting back on this classic rock thing though, but I, I've you know, known you for many years and you've always had those, uh, those older albums in your current rotation. I mean, I mean, it's not, I'm not surprised that you got back into it, but I, I guess 
if it's really like, is it, you think it's just like a phase that you're going through right now? Or do you think that you're going to keep going with this or? Well, um, I think it's always there. Um, yeah. cause, uh, there's always things that obviously Led Zeppelin, something that gets talked about a lot, ACDC, Van Halen, but, uh, you know, I wanted to bring those other bands up that accompany all them just cause, I think what probably started recently what got me back in looking back again uh, was I was going through the Bad Company just each album that they released not the greatest hits I, I just wanted to hear what every song was and just you know see if I could catch shit that I didn't know of so right. I go back and do those things and uh, when I did that I, you know, I found um, a couple of the slower songs Superman um, Seagull and yeah something else but uh, yeah you know you find shit like that and uh, you know I've gone through the Aerosmith albums just trying to pick out shit that I don't know that I would like and I try to do that every once in a while because uh, I don't know it's the only way to find shit I guess we got all the yeah. things we get our fingertips and we uh, we don't venture out very far it seems like yeah that, that's the thing man it, it's hard to venture out especially I think it's intimidating because there's so much out there it's like where do you even start and I, I, the <laughs> 70s Aerosmith you've been really pushing you know what I mean so I, I really really need to <laughs> So we could talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could give you uh, I give you tons of shit to check out, but um, depends on where we want to divide our time, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are already like triple triple questions. You know, I think it's easier to go back and listen to like shit from bands you have at least uh, kind of a taste for. Because uh, if you're looking for new bands, you really I get kind of too impatient. I, if I don't find that hook within the first week, on if I might not check out the rest of it. So if you got like a built-in formula, like going back and listening to like the entire first Black Sabbath album, how many right. people know most of the songs that, that aren't fucking Black Sabbath and, and I beat? You know right. what I mean? No, that's true. So you go back there and it's just, you already got some interest in them, so you can't Yeah, it's exactly. end, you know? You know, it's, it's funny that you had mentioned that because my son, he really, uh, he really loves Ozzy's voice. Like he's always been very attracted to the way he sings and the melodies and everything. And I kind of ran with that. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, you know, we took him for his first concert, him and his sister's first concert was Ozzy when, when, when he came through this last time. Um, they, they really liked it, man. I, I just wish it could have been a better experience for them up front. But you know what, when, when those tickets were like pushing three fifty four hundred, I'm like, yeah, the lawn's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And is there is there anything better than uh, the early Ozzy voice? No, early Black Sabbath albums. <laughs> you can't you can't top it. There's there, there's no way. Like because that we were listening to that, and we we have like a playlist of of just his Ozzy songs that he really likes. And he said I wanted to know, and I was like, well, you know, the last thing that I knew of that Sabbath did was that Thirteen album, which came out like what like five years ago maybe. And I played yeah, it probably closer to that now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. But he was just like, wow. He, he's like, he just sounds so different. And I'm like, well, you know, now he's in, you know, at that time he was in the late 60s. So, I mean, your voice is going to change over time. He's like, hey, he's like, you could tell it's him, but it just, it just didn't have that same smoothness to it. And I'm like, but that's that's all Ozzy was is that smoothness, you know? Yeah, it's hard to uh, <laughs> kind of bring him up to date and <laughs> just the frailty of being human and getting old and yeah, man. doing what you do, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Although it's like it's crazy because you see like Rob Halford out there still giving it pretty fucking much damn near spot on. It's not completely you would think. 
Bruce yeah. Dickinson, even though I'm not a Maiden fan, you know, he seems like he's doing it still, so. Oh, yeah. It's cool to see that still out there, man. No, it really is, man. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, I, I was really sad. I, I remember when at that Ozzy show, because like before he came out, they were just showing all the pictures of him throughout his career and everything. It's like, man, like he's just been doing this forever and it's not going to last forever, you know? Were you with us when we all went to that art fest where Sabbath closed? Mm. I want to say there was probably about three or four of us, and you know, like, um, and we thought they were going to come back out for an encore, and it just never happened. Oh yeah, I was there. <laughs> were you there that. for that? that okay, was, yeah. yeah. And that was back, uh, and just Ozzy's voice couldn't just keep up, and it's not like he's taking care of himself like probably the other guys have, but. Obviously, <laughs> I don't oh. think Bruce Dickinson or fucking uh, <laughs> Ron Hawford were sniffing fucking ants and laughing up from Tommy Lee's piss, but yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> no shit. Wasn't that the the year that uh, that Sharon allegedly cut the power during Maiden set? That yeah, because Maiden like opened up for Sabbath that day or that show, I would assume, right? Because that's the yeah. only time I've had to have seen fucking Maiden. So I don't give a shit. Right. Or something. Hmm. I, don't, I, mean, I don't think it wasn't. It wasn't our show. At least it couldn't have been. No, I right? don't know. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. I oh, it's just been so long, and I don't yeah. know. I I just remember really looking forward to Priest, man. Yeah, dude. It's. I I, I think they're more. Obviously, they're. I, I think they're heavier than Maiden. You know, that's a comparison that gets made a lot. Priest or Maiden? I was been a Priest guy. Yeah, I know you have. I know you have. I don't know. It's, it kind of lumps into that classic metal thing for me, and I respect it all. But, you know, at the time, I didn't give a shit, really, other than just to see Priest. But looking back on it, I'm like, man, we saw Sabbath, Priest, and Maiden on one, one bill. That's a huge fucking bill. Yeah, that's fucking amazing, dude. Like, uh, I never seen, I never got to see Priest. Mm-mm. No. At least you got to see it once, you know, and that's all that matters. Yeah, some, sometimes you're just not ready for that shit. You know? Yeah, like you just you're, you're just not where you should be. No, at the time, like you see these bands, you know, it's like you talked about with Throwdown, and you're just not ready to receive that music sometimes, you know. No, plus you know we were teenagers too, and we're like, man, we gotta do some metal. But you and I have always kind of really, we we kind of found that common ground with the classic rock and Red too. I know Ivan, he appreciates it, but uh, I don't really ever hear him talking too much about, you know, the super old school classic rock stuff. Well, it's cool because that's the shit I was brought up on. Like, shit, my first concert was Ted Nugent. That's all from my dad, all that Van Halen and stuff. So it's, yeah. it was awesome to be brought up on that shit. Then it was time for, it, it gave me a love for music from when I became old enough. It wasn't about what I heard on the radio. It's about, well, this dude was wearing a Slipknot shirt. Well, it's fucking Columbia House, that fucking Slipknot album. <laughs> start discovering shit and uh <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, a lot of people don't do that and I think they get stuck up in that radio shit and it's usually how you tend to fall for like hip hop or country music or whatever you know if you legitimately mm-hmm. like that stuff that's fine but mm-hmm. you know I'm a kind of guy that likes to fucking discover shit and I like shit that hits me in the fucking the guts yep. like the hair on my arms stand up and <laughs> shit I like mop the uh, fucking uh, solos and words and Oh, that shit. That's how Life the Torch was, like, literally one week ago today, like, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> how crazy is that? Yeah. No, that's wild. Shout out man. to Moontooth. Yeah, shout out to Moontooth, man. They shared our, our interview, and it seemed to have been getting a really, really huge reach. And it was a fun interview, man. They they were good. 
Yeah, it's cool. I hope they will sit down and talk with us again. We'll be uh, be better prepared. Hopefully yeah. We'll be, uh, bigger time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, you know, the, the the hard thing is, is that you know they they weren't really uh, like I told them. I I you know, I've not heard of them before, and you know they were coming out with a second album. You know, other than checking them out on on you know the internet and stuff like that for a couple of days. I mean, really, there wasn't a whole ton of material out there for them to really look. Well, the whole point is to get out some new ears, right? Yep. So, you know, as long as we're honest about that, not blowing smoke up their ass. So, oh, that's a great record. What's your favorite track? Uh, is there a song on there called Crux? The fuck? Are you going to call me on my bullshit? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that those bands, man, when you interview a band and, and you come to them and you pretend like you're their biggest fan and have known them for years and you know all about them. It's just, they, they, they know it's complete bullshit. So it's just like, we're just open and honest and Hey, I just checked you guys yeah. out. That really cool. It's why I wanted to reach out, you know? Exactly. That's yeah. a fucking movie. Yeah. There's a, there's a band I'm interviewing tomorrow. Uh, they're calling up, they're called balance. So I'll be talking to them. What is it? Yeah. Balance. V A L E N C E. Ah, yeah. Uh, so you're split. Cool. I mean, it's a good fucking opportunity for everybody. Oh, I look yeah, at it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, your split uh, had reached out, and uh, these guys, according to their website, uh, they're an up and coming band that exists to push the boundaries of rock and having fun doing it. Fusing metal, prog rock, and jam, Valence creates a unique sound that is intelligent and energetic, yet still accessible. So, sounds good. Check it out, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So, not to get off subject, uh, subject here, uh, whatever topic we're going for, but I know there's probably two things you definitely want to touch on before we, uh, before we end tonight. <laughs> you want to take one? I oh yeah, let's uh, let's do the first. You want to start with uh, Static X first? Yeah, that's that's the one I, I I for sure know. The other one I I can't think of right now, so I'll be surprised. But. Uh, because uh, yeah. I didn't think about it until I was going through these albums here, and then I saw the band pop on. I was like, "Oh, there's probably something to talk about with that band." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Um, so Static X uh, released yesterday in a press release that they have officially uh, come out saying that they do have a singer that will be out helping them on this tour, uh, paying tribute to Wayne Static, and they re-recorded "Blood for Days" with this guy, and apparently have a new song too. And uh, they showed a little clip, and this gentleman has the long uh, little goatee action going on, has the classic Wayne static hair, and also has a mask that really is kind of eerily close to Wayne's bone structure. And it's just, it's, 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 a, it's a Wayne static zombie mask, basically. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, dude. I, yeah. I, I kind of looked at it. And I was like, I'm, I'm more interested in it now than I was before. Like, um, I watched that little trailer you guys sent me, and uh, you know, obviously my lady and uh, son were in the room, kind of distracting me. So when I saw those three guys, I thought it was. Uh, I didn't realize that was the drummer at first. So I was like, oh, it's cool. And they announced like, you know, who, who's out there with them and shit. And it's like, no, that's that's not the singer at all. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it's cool. The only question is going forward, if you're going to do new material, do you call it Static X? Do you keep that fucking thing going with uh, the Wayne Static mask? Yeah. So at some point, it's not going to be a benefit. It's going to be 
if you're going to treat it like your own project, you're going to have to start making money off it. And then at the same time, you're kind of making money off of Wayne's name at that point, I would assume. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, this is going to be it for the tour. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it is uh, now a worldwide tour, man. Like it starts in June and it literally goes to like Australia, uh, some other countries that I can't think of right now, but it literally goes from June till like the middle of December. So it's fucking massive. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Shit. Like, do you think they should come out and say who the fucking singer is and just keep him completely anonymous? Ooh. Um, I think to keep him anonymous would be cool because they're not trying to make a big deal out of it. But knowing people, like what happened to fucking ghosts, people just kept on asking and asking and asking until it finally happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm all for the for it being anonymous. I'm okay with that. You know, what about you? Yeah, I, I think it's better because... Um... If it's somebody that we we're not aware of, then I think for sure the only reason you probably want, would want to come out maybe if it was a well-known name, but even then, I feel like maybe that would overshadow Wayne's legacy a little bit. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it's only one guy going out there and singing the fucking songs, and yeah. I think he does a good job. Yeah, sounded fucking. Good. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Sound like Wayne, and I think it's cool, man. Yeah, man. No, it's uh. You know, a lot of people want to shit on it. I think that they have enough vested in uh, the legacy of Wayne to do this the right way. And I'm interested to see what happens, man. You know, like we said at the last, you know, midweek call in, that it's going to be a badass show no matter how you look at it. But now actually physically seeing it, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be something, man. Look, dude, yeah. It's like you said, it, the shows are already. The fucking little whiny bitches whining in his basement about being dishonest or it's just a money grab. I don't even give a shit at this point. The ticket sale speaks for itself, dude. No, I agree. I really think that uh, it's going to be interesting once it's all said and done. But I, but half the people complaining on the internet are, are probably the ones who have bought the tickets. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's usually yeah. how it turns out, even though all the bitches. No, no, it's true, man. Um, I mean, I know we just talked about, you know, the whole thing about it being anonymous would be cool, but I, I do want to touch on the fact that the rumors out there are about that uh, gentleman uh, with the, from that uh, YouTube page, the Frog Leap Studios page. You heard about this? Okay. No. There's a lot of rumors out there that this guy, and I'm trying to find his name as we speak because I don't want to, you know, you know, do him any uh, injustice here. I have to scroll through our, our giant conversation of fucking global warming this morning. So, <laughs> yeah. Leo Moracholi is who this uh, is rumored to be. He is a big YouTube sensation where he takes uh, songs that aren't metal and makes them metal. Um, it's, it's not one of the guys that does in, in different styles of uh, rock singers, is it? No, no, that's not him. That he's okay. cool. I like him. Yeah. But no, he's a different guy. Um, if you look up in our thread that we had our personal thread yesterday, I, I attached a video to it where he was covering Adele's "Hello." But he also did like. Oh, him. okay. Yeah. So that's the guy who's rumored because it looks like him. It sounds like him. It'll be interesting to see what you think personally of it. But uh, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he already had like the long braided goatee and stuff, so you know it's not that far off, but. You know, whatever, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, for me, for my money, I would say 
if I'm if I'm managing this van at this point, I would hold on until the tour is over and they kind of go to separate ways to do their own thing right. before I came out with the name. Right. That makes sense. Obviously, you know, people are going to be fucking trying to get the information and try and put it out there. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I pulled on to that shit as close as I could. Yep. And you can guarantee that uh, if there's any meet and greets on this tour, that they're going to keep that guy tucked away. (laughs) What do you think you'll have him just out there with the fucking mascot? Yeah, they could. And he's not going to say anything. You know what I mean? Could be. Just depends on how they treat it. You know, I don't know. I'm all yeah, about the theatrics yeah. and shit. I'm a Genesis fan, okay? So leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm a Sega Genesis fan, so Hi-yo. I guess that's, that's about as close as we're going to get. Yeah. Do you remember Vector, man? Did you ever play that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's the only ones fun. I always think of. Yeah, it was a sweet <laughs> game, man. A sweet game. Remember uh, Booger Man? Oh, I love Booger you know, Man. Yeah, uh, Super Nintendo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Booger! Oh, great. All right, this other thing, too. So I, I want to be surprised. I, I can't remember what else we were supposed to talk about. There was nothing you watched earlier with uh, a certain group of people getting back together for a 20th <gasps> anniversary. Machine Head. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is, J.D. I am so excited. My my thrashy bones are tingling right now. Okay, because I, I didn't get to see that interview. I, I, I um, saw like the first question. I just didn't have time to watch the whole thing. So I'm okay. curious to see how everybody is. I did see where they were jamming and doing all that stuff. Right. Um, man, it's good to see fucking Chris Contos out there. I, I always known like Logan was out there doing shit, producing, he had bands, right. but I had no idea whatever the fuck happened to Chris. So yeah, cool to man. see him there. He seems like he's in a great fucking mood. Yep. Seems like he's going to fucking shred it. So it's cool to see. He is, man. I, happy. I, oh, I, I got chills, man. In that video, they were jamming on the Rage to Overcome. I was like, oh, my God. But the other thing that I did read was they're going to have, they're going to break this shit down into two sets, like a, a first part and a second part. And the second part's going to be the burn my eye shit. Now he's got, Rob's got two other fucking guys coming in to do all the other stuff. Really? Did you see this at all? Yeah. No, I did not see this. That is interesting. I want to say I read it on Machine Head's blog. Wow. Please. Yeah, whatever the fuck we're tossing back and forth, yeah. Wow, that is crazy. That that is wow, and and you know it's crazy for Rob. I mean, he'll be able to pull it off himself. You know, being out mm-hmm. there for a couple hours, obviously we know. But man, I, I don't. You know, I, there's so much hate out there for Rob right now, and you know, a lot of shit happens behind closed doors that us elitist metal fans don't know about. And you know, I'm sure there was a lot of you know, things happening that that weren't the greatest and all. But you know what? It's at the end of the day, it's his baby, it's his passion and he wanted the best for the band. Unfortunately he kinda suffocated the other guys as he said. But he's out there with these with these old relationships out there and, and giving the fans what they want. Like why the fuck are you gonna bitch about that? Well look, maybe he ran it into the ground this last couple of years with yeah. uh, the the line that they were running at the time. You know, right. Dumbo and McLean, but you know, it's like he's kept that fucking thing alive pretty much almost nonstop. There's that one time right before Ashes where it might have ended. He mm-hmm. kept it alive through them. Like, it's yeah. like uh, it was either Logan or Chris was saying, like, they're so appreciative that they he kept it alive and that right. they had the opportunity to come and do this shit. And regardless, like, Catharsis isn't my favorite fucking album, but it's not so my. I like it better than fucking <laughs> Supercharger or fucking. Um, Whatever the burning red. Burning so. red, yeah. Yeah, burning I don't know, red. man. 
I don't know. I just name one fucking band that's been around for fucking yeah, fucking twenty plus years and mm-hmm. hasn't had like ups and downs. You know what I mean? No, man. No, it's true. Dude. You know, um, I I really have grown to love the newer Machine Head. Yes, Catharsis was not the greatest, but there were some really good riffs. I mean, anytime you get those guys together, the music is always going to be there, even if it's the lyrical content that you know a lot of people didn't agree with or just the way it was presented. But there was a lot of a lot of good hooks in that album. I think it's overlooked. I know it's it's weird. It's it's overblown, but it's also overlooked. It's it's a weird weird mix. For me. Yeah, it's I, I don't hear any real fucking objective criticisms. It's like yeah. you hate it, and this is why I hate it. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to hear. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you think the fucking album did anything good? Jesus, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a solid B in my opinion. It was it was all right. You, you know? would give it a B though. I would give it a B overall. Yeah. Well, uh, wait. Ah, you weren't with us when we were talking about this, no, were you? No, no, I wasn't there okay. that day. That but sucks. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I know. I could have been there to, to back that up. But yeah, I would give it a solid B. You know, it's 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 pretty generous. I mean, it could go B minus, but B for the fact that, you know, this is what was, what, what album was that of theirs? What sure. number? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember Eight, either. Nine? Eight or nine, maybe. I don't know, to be consistently pumping out music like that and still shred down the solos and shit. And it's it's fucking demo too. Like how can you how do you keep pissing shit all over demo? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wish it didn't end the way it did, but Yeah. I don't know. You know what no. I mean? No. You know, here's the thing that I, I don't know if you if you know this about me. Maybe you you probably do, because you know me is listening to my styles and, and knowing how I play. But would it shock you if I told you that I thought Chris Contos was a better overall drummer than Dave McLean? It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave... I want to hear you. Like, Dave, he is a phenomenal metronome. He is a perfectionist. He is just unbelievable what the stuff that he does and what he can come up with, obviously. Like, reading the stuff about uh, Through the Ashes, how he he did, I think, most of those songs in one take. There's something about Chris that he plays, like he serves the song, if that makes any sense. He just kind of lays back, but when he it's time to step up, he, he just, he hits on these certain levels that I think is different than Dave, where Dave is this perfect, well-polished, I have a plan, I'm going to carry things through, and that's fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. But there was something about the way that Chris played that was just so not, like, perfectly good to go. Am, am can, I, I make a, can I make a guitar player comparison? Yeah. All right. So for me, I, I, I understand exactly what you mean. There's something okay. about Chris's playing that, that's on burn my eyes that you're just like, holy fuck. Right. And even though it might not be the most technical or – for like a guitar player's perspective, the two that come to my mind, you got John Petrucci on one hand, where it's just okay. fucking, you know, it's, it's uh, as far as guitar playing goes, it's, it's hard to find something that could technically be better. He's probably top at everything as far as right. guitar playing goes. But then you got a guy like Dime who is just hooks your ear like that. Doesn't even have to fucking do anything crazy. As soon as like you hear the fucking like an opening riff to like I'm Broken or something, there's something about his playing that you're immediately fucking hooked. Right. And even though he shreds, he you know, even though he probably wouldn't outshred Petrucci as far as technicality goes, or fucking, you know, I'm playing a harmonic minor scale over this, where Dime's just off the fucking cuff. Right. You know what I mean? 
it it can be ugly, it can be unconventional, but you fucking you feel it and you hear it and it's instantly like a hook in your head. You know what I mean? Right. Like in that ear. Right. So I feel I feel you, man. Okay. No, I I'm glad you feel that way. I I, I uh I don't know if it'll do anything for you, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, maybe just along the same lines that Chris was playing more of the thrashier stuff that they had, and and when when McLean came in, he came in with uh, with with the burning red, and it was like kind of like the, I hate to say it, but that metal you kind of feel, and then they brought it back. To he metal. was um, he was on fucking uh, McLean's first album was more than change. Was it really? Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh Chris my god. Chris was only on that first album. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Holy shit. I just embarrassed myself. Oh my god. Yeah. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Because it, it just seems that's... like that would be like those two lamps, right? Like the more things change and burn my eyes, just yeah. feels like it's that band still, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. So to hear that, yeah, I, I totally get you mean. Okay. Oh, now I need to go now, back and listen to all this again. Now, do you think the way a machine had evolved musically, do you think Chris would have been a good fit for that? That's a good Now, you, you look at something like uh, like Imperium, yes. You look at something yeah. like um, Beautiful Morning, <laughs> no. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I don't think you think so. it's think balls so. against the wall, just whatever happens, like Dave Lombardo, the shit kind of style, right? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I totally, uh, I totally feel that way because I don't know. You, if you look at Machine Head's first album, it, it really felt that it didn't have a plan. It just kind of flowed, and it was fucking heavy. It was dark. It was just there in your face, and it, it became more of that polished. I don't even want to say like maybe classical metal feel to it. Like it was just so overprocessed and like catharsis. I felt like it was overprocessed. It was too clean. And you know me, I like my stuff real raw and dirty. <laughs> and that goes for many things. Yeah. <laughs> so many things in life, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, I don't, I'm, I, I got goosebumps. That other thing that I sent you where, where they're sitting down listening to the whole album and, and talking with each other, you'll really enjoy that, man. I, I, I sat and, and watched that whole entire thing. Yeah, dude, like, I don't, like I said, I only saw like maybe a minute of it, but it's good to see Rob fucking getting back to what seems like he, he used to be like a smiling. It, it's not all yep. the somber, like, you know, it seems like he's having fun again. I don't know if he, I hope he's having fun the whole time, but just, if all that shit was going on, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Good to see him smiling. I hope everybody's fucking feeling it. Yep. And uh, I'm excited, dude. Me too. We just hope they come to the States now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe next yeah. year. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get anything until 2020. No, not at all. No, they could be testing it over in Europe. I odorous never really like um, people talking about Europe. I remember one time. Uh, was saying in an interview that uh, he's like, oh, don't tell me about Europe because they don't get it. They get plenty of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just a different mindset, man. Yeah. No, you're right, man. (laughs) I don't know. That's a whole other conversation, but yeah. It is. Yeah, I told you. One one of these days, wasted attention. We're going to go over Guar. We're going to talk about Guar. Possibly we can talk about it, man. Like we were going to, but I didn't feel like I knew enough. Yeah. So I kind of I fucked it up. And then go 
And then these episodes that we're going to release, they're just fucking all over the place and didn't really have any fucking direction to them. So no. <laughs> good to show what we know, man. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we're, we're already pushing an hour here. <laughs> like really on three subjects. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. It's a fun, fun too, conversation. Man. I wish we got to do this more, dude. I know, me too. It's it's really fun, man. This is something I, honest to God, all day, like, I'm looking forward to this. Because, man, I haven't talked to JD in a few days, like, really just in depth. And it, as fun as the podcast are, too, it's real cool to kind of, like, kind of, like, slow it down and really focus on the stuff that, you know, the rando stuff that we would talk about, not just the main subject of things. Yeah, can I bring it back to the dirt? Yeah, there, oh, I like that, it's, yeah. It's it's like when uh, Nikki Six got clean and they went back to Vince and they're like, I just if we never play a note again, I just, I just you know this is about family, man. I just exactly. Be with my brothers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my brother. That's what I do. That's right. Oh yeah. That's what we do, man. There's a lot of love in, in this in this whole thing that we're doing here, you know. If it wasn't, would it be worth doing? Would it what? Would it be if there wasn't any love, would it be worth doing? No, not at all. Because it would be exactly. just like everything else that's out there right now. You know? We were a bunch of fucking idiots saying stupid shit, making each other laugh. We'd be just like every other fucking podcast that does music. Mm-hmm. We bring uh, tribulation. <laughs> we bring our own salty twist <laughs> to it. Oh, yeah. Very salty. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's get the other, uh, we'll get the podcast up here, SoundCloud. Um, I'm interviewing Valens tomorrow. We'll get that up out there. And before you know it, we'll be back at it with our uh, next podcast uh, next week, man. Yeah. So all you motherfuckers listening, I need you to like and subscribe to YouTube. You know, that's probably boring right now. We're going to get videos eventually. Yes. You'll see our dumb fucking faces. And then uh, for SoundCloud, you know, I don't know how that works, but please listen and like it and then spread it. And then I, I post the other stuff on Anchor, which posts to everything else, I think. So go out there, like if it's Apple Podcast, you know, mm-hmm. rate and subscribe or whatever the fuck they do on there. So, right. you know, spread the love, man. I think that's takes care of all our bases. That's the fucking business over here. <laughs> We're just trying, my man. With my feet up. That's what I do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm standing up now. I'm about to take this uh, this cold ass pizza off the oven and put it in the microwave, warm it up, and hit it, man. <laughs> uh, I gotta go. I gotta go find me some late night snacks, my friend. Yes, you do. Enjoy it, brother. And we'll be talking soon. <laughs> All right, some of this soon you get a chance, boy. I'll, I'll fucking uh, you know, I'll do what I do with it. No, you you always uh, put the the final perfect polishing touches on it. I love it. You absolutely will get it from me. <laughs> I look forward to our next outing, buddy. Me too, brother. Can't wait to talk to you again. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Bye. Take care. Bye.